Good morning. Thank you for joining us again for our Word of the Day. This morning, as we continue through the book of Job, we're going to be looking at chapter 32 and chapter 35. And in these chapters, we see the argument of a fourth friend who was there with Job. And this is a friend we haven't heard from before. His name's Elihu, and he, he has been silent this entire time as Job's friends have been accusing him and as Job has been defending himself. He's just kind of sat there silently listening it in. But in chapter 32, Job's done talking. The friends are, are so frustrated with Job, they're done talking. They're not even going to argue with him anymore. So this young man begins to speak up. And so let's start reading in verse number 1. It says, So these three men ceased to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then was kindled the wrath of Elihu, the son of Barshel, the Buzite of the kindred of Ram. Against Job was his wrath kindled because he justified himself rather than God. Also against his three friends was his wrath kindled, because they had found no answer, and yet had condemned Job. Now Elihu had waited until Job had spoken, because they were elder than he. When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, then his wrath was kindled. So this chapter begins by introducing us to this guy Elihu. He's a younger man, and he goes on throughout the rest of this chapter to kind of explained why he was so silent, and he says, you guys were older, and I figured, you know, give, you know, older men and give wisdom the opportunity to speak before I would speak, and I'll let y'all do your thing, and I've just kind of been silent and heard what's going on. And the Bible says his wrath was kindled against Job and his friends. Now, when you read that, you think, man, this guy was furious. He wasn't really angry, what it talks about in the Hebrew. He wasn't like uh, blowing up with anger. He was frustrated with them. He was frustrated that they'd kind of gone back and forth and uh, hadn't really come to a conclusion. He was, he was upset with the friends. And, and here's one of the things about Elihu. He, he was right in his arguments. Later on when God shows up and God condemns Job's friends for speaking against Job and really speaking against God, he leaves Elihu out of it. When the friends have to basically come to Job and say, hey, would you pray for us that God would forgive us and would you forgive us? Elihu's excluded from that. So Elihu, his arguments are, are pretty good. And they're, 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 all, you know, they're not 100% right, but they're, they're close. And that's what God is showing us in these verses. What are his arguments? Well, his argument to Job is, Job, you're relying on your self-righteousness. Yeah, I mean, Job just got listing all the things, he's, he's, how, how good he was. I don't lust. I guard myself from lust, I don't commit adultery, I, I don't lie, I don't steal from my employees, I don't mistreat the poor, I'm not greedy of these things, I'm blameless in my society. And so Job listens to all these things, and Elihu comes to him and says, yes, Job, you are all those things, but you are looking at those things you are. You are a righteous man, you are a good man, you do you know, honor God and fear God. And you're kind of looking at that as since you do those things, God has to treat you well. You're relying on your self-righteousness for the blessings of God. And so since Job's argument is, since I'm a good guy, God should treat me good. And so a lot of you saying that's not how God works. You know, yes, God blesses us, and yes, God's for us, but just because we serve God well doesn't mean God is obligated to never let bad things happen to us. And then he goes on to the friends and said, look, you're the exact same opposite. You're saying since God is punishing Job, 
then Job must have done something wrong, but you've not proven it. You've got no proof about some mysterious sin that you think Job is committing. And so here's what Elihu is telling us. Because remember, he's, he's been silent now for 32 chapters. He's listened to Job. He's listened to the friends argue back and forth. And he's heard all their arguments. And here's what God is trying to teach us in this chapter. God is telling us that Elihu's argument is good for, for two reasons. One, he waited before he made it. And he waited till God spoke to his heart. He wasn't speaking out of experience. There's nothing wrong with that. He wasn't speaking out of just his own opinions. He had waited to give an answer, and he waited until God had laid the answer on his heart. And that's what we should do a lot of times when people are going through trouble or even when people come to us for advice. You know, sometimes they come to us and say, hey, what should I do? We're quick to give an answer instead of saying, let me pray about that for a while. Let me, let, me talk, let me think about that. And while we're thinking about it, go to God and try to get God's wisdom. You know, too many of us, we try to go through life in our own power and our own wisdom. That's what Job was doing. That's what his friends were doing. And Elihu says, both of you are wrong because you're relying on your own knowledge, your own wisdom, instead of seeking the wisdom of God. And so that's what we should do when we're suffering, when someone we love is going through a tough time and we want to help them. Don't be quick to give an answer. Don't be quick to give an accusation. Say, you know what, I'm going I'm to wait and see what God has to say about this. And then let's flip over to Job 37 and look at the rest of his answer. It says, Elihu spake moreover and said, Thinkest thou this to be right, that thou saidest my righteousness is more than God's? For thou saidest, what advantage will it be unto thee? And what profit shall I have if I be cleansed from my sin? I will answer thee and thy companions with thee. Look into the heavens, and see, and behold, the clouds which are higher than thou. If thou sinnest, what doest thou against him? Or if thy transgressions be multiplied, what doest thou unto him? If thou be righteous, what givest thou him? Or what receivest he of thy hand? Here's what Elihu is saying there. Our sin or our righteousness does not affect God's perfection. We cannot use our righteousness as a barter system with God. Going, God, I've been good, and I've done this, and I've done that. And so because of that, you have to bless us. See, God doesn't want us to serve him out of fear that one mistake is going to send his wrath to us. He doesn't want us to serve him because we think we've done such a good job. He owes us. God wants us to serve him out of love, and God wants a relationship with us. God wants to fellowship with us. God wants to spend time with us. Not because we're scared of what he might do. Not because we've lived such a good life we think he owes us something. God wants us to fellowship with him because he loves us and we love him. God wants us to trust him and walk with him and talk with him and serve him whether he's blessing our life or not. In the good times and the bad times, God wants us to have a relationship and a fellowship with him. Thanks so much for joining us this morning for our word of the day. Hope everyone has a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow. We're going to continue looking at the book of Job. Have a blessed day.